This is News Talk 980 CKNW. You might have seen the reports this past week. For the first time, well, they're calling it a bit of a tipping point. The number of trips to and from Vancouver were, uh, the number was uh, different in that it was just more than 50% done by people who were biking, walking, taking transit, and just less than 50% by vehicles. So what has led to more people getting around on foot, by bike, on transit, rather than driving? Well, Neil Lamontagne is a city planner, also an urbanist and an educator, both UBC and Langara, and joins us on the line to talk a bit more about this. Neil, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Uh, any surprise? It's still about half of the trips, but any surprise that things are shifting a little bit more to other ways of getting in and out of the city? No, it's actually, I think it's been city policy for many years now. It's actually the second year in a row that we've been over 50% uh, non-auto uh, trips. And before that, it was in the high 40s. So it's not a big jump, but you're right, it is a tipping point. And do we know why? Is it is it that it's easier to get around in other ways, or it's so congested people have given up on driving? Well, it's always a little bit of both, but it's much easier. I mean, Vancouver in the center is, there's just more happening. There's more people living here. That makes it a lot easier to walk or cycle. Um, and there's been a lot of investments on the bike side particularly, but even walking as new development happens, you know, buildings are set a little farther back, Sidewalks are widened. Uh, target improvements happen throughout the city to make it a little easier to cross uh, and just make your walk more pleasant. Uh, one of the, the neighborhoods uh, I've seen singled out is uh, kind of the Marine Drive and Canby area. And oh, if yeah. you were to be there, say, 10 years ago, that was not, I don't, I don't think that would be considered a highly walkable area, but uh, it's seen a big transformation. Well, more than anything, it has Catanaline now. Uh, and so a lot more people are living there are able to take Canada Line or also, you know, get their groceries, do a lot of trips, go out to a movie without getting into their car. And then if they want to, they can get in their car and connect to the whole regional transportation network. But it's a, it's a nice option. Uh, do, does it lead as well to people changing their, their, their not their lifestyles, I suppose, but, uh, I mean, if you're grocery shopping and you're doing a big grocery shop, there's still going to be times when you can't carry everything home. If you're walking or you can't carry everything on your bike or, or, or slug everything with you on transit. But uh, do we find that people change their behaviors to to accommodate how we're getting around? Uh, absolutely. I, if you have that kind of convenience... I know a lot of people uh, just shop. They don't have to shop less. They shop actually more, and they just pick up less. Uh, actually, that's really great. You don't need to have as much stuff stored at home. If you do those really big trips, uh, you have to store that. Uh, some people can. Generally, if you live in Vancouver, you're probably living in a smaller space increasingly. So it's nice to have that option of just picking things up on your way home from work. You you know, it's what inspires you that day. Uh, so that's really nice. But, of course, always, uh, there's always those times you want to do those big trips. But if you're in, let's say, downtown Vancouver or International Village, you have a Costco, the, the, like the paragon of the big shopping trip, you can do that walking now. That, that's an option for some people. And then, of course, there has lots of uh, uh, connections for those who need other trips. And you, if you choose not to own a car, you now there's car share. There's a lot of other options. And if you go car share, then you're probably thinking more carefully about should I, which, how should I get to where I need to go today? Yeah, I, I don't know a lot of people that walk to Costco because what what can you buy at Costco that you can walk any great distance with? <laughs> That's if you live in the neighborhood, right? 
Um, and there's been a lot of talk uh, recently about one particular bike lane, the 10th Avenue. At what point do we, uh, people are concerned in that particular stretch because it is a very busy uh, corridor, busy street with the hospital, with the cancer clinic, with different clinics, with people with medical appointments. Uh, I had someone say to me, you know, I, I don't know what council is doing. You can't, in many cases, ride your bike to your cancer treatment. Uh, how do we make sure things work for everybody and, and deal with in that particular case or a case like that where people are upset that they're losing their parking? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a, that's a road I travel often. It's in my neighborhood. So the way I take my daughter to daycare. So I know that one well. And it, it doesn't work for anybody. And I'm really sympathetic uh, to that point of view. That's it. There's just so many trips to go there. There are a lot of people that work there. A lot of people that actually make a lot of trips for various reasons, and they take walk, bike, transit, and, and everything else. And then there's those who drive. Um, still parking. So I, I, I actually didn't think the city could find a way that would sort of uh, find a compromise between all the tensions in that area. And I think what they've come up with is, from my point of view, looks pretty good. Uh, still parking, still able to um, get your car to drop off within a close distance. But boy, right now, you just have cars going all over the place. You have bikes all over the place. You have people crossing all over the place. There's just too many things happening in too small of a space to be safe for anybody. Is it unsafe, though? I, I, I go in that area a lot, a lot as well. But I always find people tend to go a lot slower because of that, because there's so much going on. And if you drive on that stretch of road, you know it's going to be a slow drive. It's not a road you would ever take as a shortcut uh, to anywhere. Uh, same if you walk, you know, you have to look out because there are cyclists and there are and there are cars and there is everybody sharing the space. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a very dangerous for that reason. Everyone's moving relatively slowly. And right now, everybody's uh, you, you don't travel in that um, stretch without being very aware. Because <laughs> there are just, you know, like say, there's cars passing each other, even though it's only a, a one lane each way uh, trip. There's, again, bikes going in all directions and people popping out. Uh, it's not very dangerous because it's so slow. <laughs> but yes, it's just, yeah. Um, street. <laughs> the the city. The best way to say it, it's a weird little stretch of street. It is a strange stretch. You're right. There is a lot going on uh, in that stretch. Uh, the city wants by uh, they want to eventually to have it a two thirds ratio. So two thirds of all of the trips in and out to be either cycle, walk, or transit, um, and the rest vehicles. Um, is there a way to do that? Because there is there is always going to be delivery trucks. There are there is always going to be a certain amount of traffic, and we are also dealing with a population increase. We are expecting uh, up to a million more people in the city of Vancouver, in the region. Um, so how do, we, how do we make that happen in a way that everybody gets along? Well, you know, um, when it's already happening, in, in that trip, in that, those numbers you um, cite, the number of people driving doesn't really go down. So all of the growth, that's sort of been Vancouver's strategy for the last decade or two, all the growth gets absorbed by the alternative, by bike, walk, or transit. Uh, and that's key. So that's been happening for the last couple, or last decade and more. So we know how to do it. Um, and quite frankly, within the city of Vancouver, uh, we just can't expand out. So most of the people moving here are going to be moving to places like Marine and Canby or Canby Corridor or Mount Pleasant or Strathcona, where walking is easier and easier or cycling is easier and easier. But that said, that really only works if we're able to make uh, continued investments in transit because there's certain trips that need that big heavy lifter of transit. So that's why Broadway Corridor comes up as an issue or alternatives because we don't necessarily need to have the Broadway subway. But big transit investments are kind of important or else we'll need to use the car. 
And and interesting that you brought that up, because I'm always curious, the Broadway corridor is one that I question, because it seems like it would make more sense if we focused on people who might afford to live in Chilliwack and having a fast train from Chilliwack into the city or having a system that brings people in from places where they can actually afford to live. Agreed. And then even the case of the Broadway, that's uh, in part the Evergreen line up to the Tri-Cities. So, yes. Uh, and, and expand that, and more than anything, we want to, I think from a big picture, more choices in Surrey, more choices in Richmond and Delta, more choices uh, throughout the region, so we don't all cram onto what's a relatively limited amount of space that's very expensive to expand. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, to the degree that we can have affordable options throughout the region, fantastic. <laughs> Neil, thanks uh, for joining us on this long weekend, a beautiful day out there. appreciate your time this morning. I appreciate it All very right. much. Uh, thank you. Good morning. Thanks. Uh, have a great day. That is uh, Neil Lamontagne. He is a senior plan, a city planner, sorry, uh, urbanist. He's also an educator, uh, speaking of uh, city planning and such. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.